Coming to you live from a fogged out vehicle somewhere in the United States, it's the TH Cinema Podcast. Sarah and Mary to my Winifred Sanderson. That's a hocus pocus one. <laughs> I don't want to do The lock and shock to my barrel. That's a Nightmare Before Christmas one. Okay, I just didn't get that one. No. Snort. Hello. Silent John. Hello. And Frank couldn't be here tonight. All right, so it's been a while. Um, things have been happening. Things have happened. Yeah. It's been a lot of world world stuff. It's wild. There's a lot of stuff happening over here, too. <laughs> <laughs> but we just figured we are going to pick up where, just where we left off. So Yeah. yeah. You know. Sounds good. And it's spooky season. It is, in fact, spooky season. I'm excited. Spooky, spooky. So since we left during spooky season last year, we're just going to continue on with spooky season. Yeah. Yeah. And much like the rest of the country, we're going to pretend the last couple of years didn't happen. <laughs> seems <laughs> seems like a fair and good idea. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to move forward. We deserve it. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. So... Let's talk about upcoming movie thingies. Yeah. The trailer for Scream has dropped. Mm-hmm. Scream, which is just named Scream, just like the original. It's not like Scream 5, but it is still a sequel, so it's a sequel boot. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a weird... I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's a weird crossover. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... It's almost so it's, in a way, an indirect sequel. Yeah. Because the last one... Was the last one, like, kind of like the soft reboot of it? The the fourth one? I, yeah, I think. No, this is like one? the seventh one. There's, there's no, I'm telling you. No. There's no. Count them. Go look and count them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to come back with an answer of how many screen movies there were right after this. How many screen movies are there? <laughs> oh, God. And back <laughs> with an answer, we've got Bingo. Courtney. And how wrong were we? This is going to be the fifth one. Yeah, so there's the four. So the last one was Scream 4. Like, I. Yeah. I literally thought there were seven. Of you them. were so confident about that. Mm-hmm. No, I. And you swung, you swung deep on that yeah. one. You were like <laughs> seven. You didn't even like stop at six. <laughs> okay. So if we were at seven Scream movies, I would I would be done with Scream, I it's think. I, I'm telling you, I only remember the first two, and all the other ones just like blend together. So, so, but but with the sequel boot, uh, yeah, we could potentially get to seven. But would that still be Scream five, six, math three, or would it be like Scream Ooh. three to the second power? <laughs> I like that. Are one. we getting into exponentials? <laughs> oh. I don't want to have to do math before I see a movie. I no, I can't. No, I failed math much. a couple times. I don't know. I don't know. Well, 
Well, what did you think of the actual trailer? It looked pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, what do you think is gonna happen? Who do you think is gonna die? Because one of the original people has to like die, die. Do you think? You assume so, yeah. yes. But they've made it this far too. Like, I, I mean, you can't take out David Arquette at this point. No. Like, he's made it through so many. With <laughs> he's like been like the punching bag of the exactly. whole movie. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that to that poor guy. That's like yeah. that's like putting down the dog from a right. used home. Like, <laughs> no. Oh, poor little fella. And that's what people would expect you to do, you know? Like, I think he's literally been like, lit, I'm sorry. I think he's literally been stabbed by every <laughs> single scream ghost face killer yeah, right. in every single yeah. movie. Like, the poor guy. You can't take him down. That's just mean. If if he does nothing less than retire on a beach somewhere <laughs> and like paint boats or something, you know, like you want him to have a happy a ending. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Not the red ending. The the, the other Shawshank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what do you think is going to happen? I think Nev Campbell's finally going to die because it's not like she's going to come back for another one. There's yeah, no point. There's sense. no point in it. Yeah, at this stage, uh, yeah, it's like you bring her back as like a swan song, like thank you, but it's yeah. your time too, you know. Yeah. I know. Did I? See, I didn't see Courtney Cox in the movie trailer. Was Courtney Cox? She, in the yeah, she's yeah. she? Yeah, okay, they're didn't. they're together in like the trailer. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't notice that she was in it or not. Yeah, she she's in it. Okay. Because so. I thought I thought she might die. Yeah, Courtney yeah. Cox kind of has to die also. Yeah, yeah, I mean, do you think they just kill everybody? Well, maybe that's what they're doing with this sequel reboot thing, is that they're going to kill off all the main characters, aside from David Arquette, again. <laughs> Let him retire <laughs> on the beach. Um, I hope you get the happy ending. I really start do. start the new generation up. But in my experience, new generation stuff has never worked. No. Ever. Like, look at Saved by the Bell. It did not work. <laughs> <when they tried laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like, the only thing that yeah. has worked and what they're tying into is bringing something back from a previous property. Like, you know, I mean, Disney Channel's been doing it with, like, a grown-up, like, That's So Raven or whatever. Is that what's... Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. happening or something I like that? I don't know. I, I think so. Or something like that, like one of the Hannah Montana-ish. Like, it was it's an like old school show that they're doing, like, with a gr- in a grown-up capacity yeah. currently. This I is, like, do Boy with Meets World. And yeah, maybe I think, yeah. like, exactly. And that's still building off the original source material, yeah. bringing yeah. back original characters. And also buying into the, the nostalgia of everything currently going on. Yeah. Nostalgia things are just super. That's like the popular thing right now. You just bring everything back. So, I don't know. It kind of feels like this might be. You bring all the originals back into screen, give them their final one, and then it's just maybe full blown reboot mode. It's just a reason to kind of restart the series. Uh, we could see Scream Seven, Eight, Nine, Ten. Who knows? Yeah. I I hope they don't keep making them. I feel like. This could be a good spot to end it, but it doesn't feel like they're going to end it here. So no, it feels like it's a new beginning. Yeah. yeah. You know. Which could be good, too. But, yeah, with what you said, I you get so excited for all these things to come back because you grow up with them. And then they come back and they suck, and it just kind of takes the fun out of it. Makes yeah. me not want to go back and watch the original. It just kind of burns me out on it. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm just excited to see it. 
I didn't realize that it already came out in it's only it comes out in January. I thought it was coming out like I yeah, just why would why would they push Scream to a January release? Yeah, that whenever it's I very saw weird. It, yeah, I think whenever I found out that there was a new one coming out, I just assumed it was gonna be Halloween next year. Yeah. But then nope, it was in January. Yeah, no, January is a very weird time to uh, drop a horror movie on people. Like, if you don't yeah. drop it at Halloween, then what's the point of making it? It's, yes. it's spooky season. Yeah, but I mean, we're all going to still go see it, yeah. so <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, of course we're still going to go watch it. I mean, it could even drop on streaming. Just mm, like maybe. everything else currently. Just like everything yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Especially in January. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean as as we talked as we talked about at the top of the show, like a lot has happened over the last since the last show. We're just gonna yeah. say it that way. <laughs> a lot has happened and streaming as a service has become very important and Yeah. A little bit too powerful potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, yeah. Because everyone's had to depend on it for, like, the past almost two years-ish. Yeah. They're like a drug dealer that's finally gotten everybody hooked. Yeah. But everybody's hooked on all the drugs because the drugs have made themselves into these little compartments that you need to have each one. Yeah, we have so many. Yeah. We have so many streaming. Like, we, have we have too many. Yeah, and it's just... I don't even, like, go to, like, probably, like, half of the ones that yeah. we have, but you hold on to them because something's on there. You just want to watch one thing on it. Yeah, it's it's kind of overwhelming. You kind of forget what's where. You get lost looking for things. We, yeah, we have way too many. But that's how you keep up with everything today, too. You got you to gotta subscribe to seven different services yeah. at all times. It's like we're trying to collect like infinity stones, but each stone is a streaming service. <laughs> I think we have enough for damn near two gloves now. For two gauntlets. What, here's a fun question then. What is your most most used streaming service? That's tough. Yeah, because I go through phases. Yeah. They just keep moving around. I mean, I've got a lot of comfort shows that are on HBO. So okay. I use my HBO Max a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'd say the one that's used with the most consistency, like, I know I'm going to watch something on this on this day, is Hulu. Really? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's when I'm watching my, like, AHS or my What We Do in the Shadows, yeah. like, the day after it drops. Oh, okay. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Dang. Okay. What about you? What's your most used? Hmm. I feel like ours will be the same, but I use Netflix a lot, yeah. but we use Peacock. Peacock more consistently, but more I don't recently. Yeah. Just since the office moved over. Because I don't really use Netflix on my own very much, to be yeah. honest. So mine weirdly would be Peacock. Yeah. Just because it's what I'm currently watching. I don't know. I don't utilize Netflix as much as I should though. I've missed yeah. out on a lot of things. Well it feels like Netflix recently has been getting choked out of the market. Just because everything else popping up? Because everybody else is popping up their own little streaming service, and all these studios, NBC and Paramount and HBO, 
like they're they're just taking their content off of other platforms and keeping it for themselves yeah. and charging a, a a rate for it and in doing so they're also releasing new their new movies on these platforms yeah. for either a premium or you know free free of charge yeah. thereby screwing actors out of their royalties yeah yeah because it's not viewed on a screen um scarlett johansson just got her settlement yeah. recently with the lawsuit from Disney for Black Widow, and I didn't see that she got it, her got the settlement, so it's done now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, nice. And she, she very you know cordially, very nice letter like, oh, I'll continue to work with them, great yeah. creative minds. Spoke very highly of Disney, which is a breach of contract issue, but it's kind of setting a dangerous set of actions in motion because it's very reminiscent of what it's very reminiscent of what movie theaters went through back in the 1920s when all the studios owned the movie theaters and they would only distribute their films at certain locations and they were able to set the prices with their actors based on what they like if they didn't want to pay their actor as much money and they got points on the movie, they would only screen it in three theaters. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and eventually the government had to come in and like break up these monopolies and have private theater chains. And now what they're doing is they're they're essentially reorganizing and taking all of their content back mm-hmm. and being in much more strict control of it and giving direct access to the consumer. And thereby in doing so they're really screwing over the movie theaters and Essentially, if you look at it, like at this point, Netflix is an independent streaming chain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Like, they started off as just something that, like, just posted content like a YouTube. (laughs) And essentially, now they're the only, like, indie streaming chain. Well, not the only, but the biggest indie streaming chain left. It's crazy. I feel like it's all happening so fast, too. Yeah. No, it's ever changing all the time. I mean, shoot, tomorrow there's going to be something new that comes out. There's just so much, but Netflix Netflix is still, I mean, the driving force behind it all. I mean, they're kind of what caused this all to happen in a weird sense, too, you know? Yeah. So, what are your thoughts about, your personal, like, preference and thoughts about watching, like, a new release movie streamed, like, do you prefer watching it at your home stream though, or do you still want to go to movie theaters? See, it, for me, it's a bit of both. It it's the convenience to wake up on a Sunday morning and go, you know what, I want to watch a movie, and I can get on the couch, lay in bed, and watch it. But then, for me, it's hard to replace the movie theater experience. Yeah. But at the same time, not every movie is to me is worthy of a movie going experience. Uh. For me, it's an anticipation thing. If it's something that I'm really, like, wanting to see, like, oh, I see a trailer and I want to see this movie, Mm -hmm. I would prefer to see it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. If it's something that was released in theaters or that is released in theaters, like, today, that's something, like, passively that I would watch, like, the Halloween trailer. It didn't blow my... It's, it's not something yeah. I'm going to rush out and watch. No. Yeah. But if it's free on streaming, yeah, I might throw it on. Yeah. You know. That's my exact thoughts, too. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I might be feeding the beast, but it's also the same 
It's convenient. There's, there's, no way, <laughs> there's no way around it at this point. No. So I guess yeah. we're going to just go down this dark path until the government intervenes again, like they did way back when at the beginning of right. uh, cinema. Yeah. So in the spirit of uh, just kind of glossing over everything and continuing up and picking up where we left off. In spooky season. And it being spooky season. Yeah. Tonight we're going to be watching House on Haunted Hill from 1999. Pretty sure. Like 90% sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. 99. I have no I know nothing about this movie at all. (laughs) Going in blind, but I'm excited for it. Yeah. All right. So House on Haunted Hill is uh, probably one of my favorite scary movies that I grew up on. Mm-hmm. Saw this when I was a teenager. Um, it's got a very distinctive style to it. And it's very similar to its companion piece, uh, 13 Ghosts. I do enjoy that movie. That's a good movie. Yep. I, I have no idea what that <laughs> is either. Really good cinematography, really nice makeup. Yeah. Like, Oh, the makeup's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's... So, like 13 Ghosts, House on Haunted Hill is also a remake, because mm-hmm. 13 Ghosts is a remake also, and they're yeah. all both remakes from the same director, a uh, man named William Castle. Now, William Castle was pretty much the poor man's Hitchcock, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did a lot of very, like, very creative and very uh, ingenious for its time, uh, little gags, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Uh, for, with his movies, uh, much like Hitchcock did with, uh, you know, like, oh, you have to sign this waiver to see this yeah. movie and stuff like that, but yeah. to a bigger degree. Like, yeah. he, uh, William Castle was more of a, like, P.T. Barnum level of show. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, the original House on Haunted Hill, for example, uh, it was presented in, like, a special, like, Spectre Vision or something like that, <laughs> where you wore what? the glasses and one lens was red, one yeah. lens was blue. It wasn't 3D, but it was shot so that, like, if you looked just through the blue lens, you could see the ghosts in the scene. But if you looked just oh, through the red lens, the heck? you couldn't see the ghosts in the scene. Oh, my God. That is that's so a, cool. Yeah, that's a super cool gimmick. I like that. Yeah. Wow. Or maybe, no, he did that for 13 Ghosts, I'm pretty sure. It, it was one of the two. But it doesn't matter. That, that's movie. the kind of stuff that he does. Like, he, he, he put buzzers in seats and stuff <laughs> like that. And he would and have, like, things that fly over the audience. Yeah. Like yeah. when was this? This is like the nineteen fifties, nineteen forties, like right after the war type era, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So so <laughs> this guy sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. So William Castle, very interesting director. Um and he made the original House on Haunted Hill mm-hmm. and the original Thirteen Ghosts, and we're watching the remake of House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. Which is hopefully going to fulfill our spooky quotient. Um, over the past, since the last show, uh, Snort has gotten a little bit more brave when it comes to scary films. Yeah. We did a whole spooky season last spooky season <laughs> and watched a lot of mo- spooky movies. Uh, and I think there was only like, maybe there's only like two or three of them that I had to go to sleep during because I got too scared. So... That's a pretty good ratio. Yeah. Which which two or three put you over the edge? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That I, I didn't want to do. And then uh, Hereditary. No go. No go on Hereditary. 
You tapped out pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> There's one part. You'll know. I'll know? <laughs> yes, you'll, you'll know. You'll know. Okay. <laughs> you'll know. It's a very dramatic event and very abrupt. Okay. But yeah. you'll know. But no, so I have no idea if what this movie is going to be like. Maybe I'll be okay. I have no idea. You might be. You might not. I, I, remember, I don't know. I remember as a youth uh, being scared during the opening credits. Hmm. That's interesting. Is it, so is it ghosts? Is that what it's about? Yep. Yes. What's the most you can say without giving anything yeah, away? It's very much okay. The uh, it's the classic stay in the haunted mansion overnight, okay. get a million dollars type. Oh, okay. Thing. Oh, okay. Huh. With all sorts of intrigue and scariness. I mean, I'm I'm in. That sounds yeah. good to me. We'll see how I do. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, are we ready to watch this fucker? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. All right. Spooky, spooky. And now our feature presentation. I bought the movie. Snort and John bought the snacks, and we're back. And we just watched House on Haunted Hill, 1999. What a ride. What a ride it was. It was just a lot. Yeah, I I do mention the the year when I refer to this movie (laughs) for good cause. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was definitely dated. Yeah. And it was definitely cheesy and campy, given <laughs> the year we're in now. Okay, so let me, let, me, let me set the tone for you. Okay. I'm going to paint you a visual picture here. <laughs> the year's 1999. I know, I know. Fred Durst is just coming onto the scene. <laughs> Marilyn Manson has just released his third album. The movies The Grudge and Saw have not happened yet. <laughs> We haven't reached our horror renaissance that has driven what exists today. No, we have not. So what we do end up with is a movie that starts and ends with the Marilyn Manson song pretty (laughs) much encapsulating what the movie itself is. It's a movie that's marketed to kids that go to Hot Topic. Pretty. (laughs) That's spot on. And yeah. All right, so let's do a little bit of play-by-play on the movie. There's actually two opening scenes to this movie, not just the one. Uh, We begin in a a great setting for a horror movie, Nice Asylum. And when I said it wasn't violent earlier, I was mistaken because I forgot about (laughs) the first opening scene. Because the first opening scene is nothing but instant (laughs) violence. I got stabbed in the neck. With a stack of pencils. (laughs) People getting drowned and ripped apart. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize. I forgot about the first opening scene. That's but it kind of sets the tone. It's dumb. dated. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. And then we get our second opening scene, which I initially thought was the first opening scene. <laughs> where we get a great marketing opportunity for the Hulk roller coaster <laughs> in Universal Islands of Adventure, <laughs> Orlando, Florida. Come see the fun. <laughs> Uh, this movie actually came out around the launch of the Hulk. Being a Floridian, I remember these days. 
when Genius. it was big news. And yeah, I had a couple of questions, even as a child <laughs> watching this movie. Mostly like, what's the overhead cost on throwing cars full of animatronics off of this coaster in front of every other car? Just for the, the, the fear factor when the track breaks, right. quote unquote. I will say, though, when they were dropping down in that elevator, I did not see that, like, it all being fake coming at all. And I was just like, what is this? Yeah, that might have been. I was intrigued. That the, was the moment. That might have been the most shocking scene of the movie for me because <laughs> I bought in. I thought it was real. I was like, oh, shit's picking up quick. And then I got duped. I got freaking duped. Yeah. Fun twist. Yeah. So I, I always enjoyed the the little roller coaster scene. I thought I always thought that was a little fun way to open a movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the for me, it's the most perfect like product placement I've seen in a movie. It's genius. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah. Although after watching this, I don't know if I'd want to ride it. Like because my mind the whole time was like, "Fuck, these people are gonna die so many times." I was so stressed out. Like, no, no. From there, the movie kind of goes into a. Uh, more of a like a, a, a murder mystery, for lack of a better yeah. term. Yeah. It's kind of you know you th- throw some Daniel Craig with a southern accent in there, and you got yourself some knives out with some ghosts rocking around. <laughs> um, cast of characters pretty solid, even at the time they were CD listers. Yeah, you know. a nice wide range. And the unsung hero for me, <laughs> Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. You know, he's known. Who for is that? He was on SNL. Like, what what character was he? He was the the the, the caretaker for the house. That was just kind of like you're all gonna die. We're all oh, gonna okay. die in here. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Kind of like frantic one the whole time. Yeah, he. I mean, known for comedy, obviously with SNL and and everything like that. And I don't know. He was kind of annoying, but it worked. It was perfect. It was nice to see a different range from him. Yeah, you know? he wasn't overly Chris Catan. No. It's not like you had Mango stepping out here. Right. <laughs> dancing around <laughs> I, yeah he was probably my favorite character surprisingly enough but Peter Gallagher I mean personally like Jeffrey Rush I really like yeah. Jeffrey Rush yeah. he's always good and he chews the hell out of a scene yeah. like very few other people do and he was in rare form uh, obviously the Stephen Price is a reference to Vincent Price yeah. who was in the original yeah. House on Haunted Hill uh-huh. in the same role okay so, and I, I like the idea of him being the amusement tycoon and then like, oh, we don't know if this is real or fake. Yeah. You know, you're just playing fucking tricks on us. Like, yeah. it's a good little plot device. I mean. I thought it was unique. I liked it. You know, and the the effects, you know, it's re- it was really hit or miss with the effects. There was, there there's some like scary elements to it. Like you would see in a cheesy haunted house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff from like an Apex Twin video or a Rob Zombie video. Like, yeah. you know, that kind of feeling. I, I do I do like the the metronome scene when Jeffrey Rush is trapped in the yeah the, the lunatic hole. That was that was really good. Yeah, that was loud. Yeah, it, it was kind of similar to the like the haunted mansion. Yeah, like when you first yeah. go into it. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, and I feel like the scary parts of like this movie were really just kind of like these weird kind of gruesome montages, just like all these gruesome images just coming at you and then it would just go away. It yeah. was very unique. I would just pepper it in and then just back to the movie. It, it's, it's, it's like the boat ride from Willy Wonka yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> See, it reminded me of American Horror Story. Like, I feel like it was very, like, 
looked like that. Yeah, it's a little Ryan Murphy meets Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's pretty much the 90s. Yeah. You know, hot topic <laughs> is Ryan Murphy meets Tim Burton. It was almost kind of like an artsy horror at times, which yeah. I appreciated. I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, I, I think the ending is extremely weak, and I've always thought that. Um the effects aren't good like compared to the rest of the movie it kind of feels like they just ran out of a budget at the end yeah that's kind of where i got lost. you know and you well and that's when you get the monster from lost yeah just popping out of the, the woodwork just devouring people yeah, which i mean weird the, that it was over <laughs> yeah yeah the, the shadow monster does bring up a couple of questions like when when it okay First off, when it went to go grab Chris Kattan out of the door, when he opened the door for Jeffrey Rush. Oh, yeah. I was devastated at that moment. Well, so was Jeffrey Rush for some very (laughs) odd reason. (laughs) I didn't understand. There was a big, like, again, it's just Jeffrey Rush chewing up the scenery in a scene, but there was a very big, no. It's like, I didn't know you had that good of a relationship with this guy that you probably just met the day before when you rented the place but when the monster came and grabbed chris katan it Mm -hmm. had to like retreat back yeah and they had time to escape so like every time it grabs someone does it have to retreat back to its hole with them okay but yeah so when it ate frank frankie jemson like it was already in its little hole where it lived yeah so do you think it like it has to grab somebody and then like rip them all the way back because i mean that's what gave them time to escape i mean yeah I don't know. Does it like take up too much energy to get like to grab one person to where it's like I don't know. That's a very good question. Also. Yeah. <laughs> and these are questions I've had for yeah. going on like almost twenty <laughs> years at this point. Yeah. Um, the other one I ha- always had because it does kind of end in a like nine very nineties fashion, like everything's happy and oh, yeah. you know a little stupid joke at the end and everything, but if the big scary soul monster thing the smoke monster <laughs> didn't sit there and vamp to Tate Diggs for a little bit and it just kind of grabbed him and retreated back to its hole like it's supposed to do right then Chris Kattan a fucking hero of the whole movie <laughs> wouldn't have had time to pull that lever and let Tay Diggs out. But this thing was sitting here like, all right, I'm going to put on a little show for Tay Diggs and show all these little faces saying little catchphrases. And like, even that, like, there's no real relationship between Tay Diggs. Him talking to Peter Gallagher or Peter Gallagher making a little comment isn't like, what does that have to do with Tay Diggs? I just, again, I just met this gentleman this evening. (laughs) It's not like it's like my dead mother popping up in there or something, you know? I feel like I didn't even know the characters enough to be able to tell who who the people were in that thing. Like, whenever their little faces would pop up. Like, I couldn't, I, yeah, I just didn't know. You couldn't make out which one. Yeah. To be fair, again, let's (laughs) House on Hunted Hill, 1999. That was definitely some Windows 95 effects right there. I remember when Windows 95 came out. Me and my family bought our copy off of the home shopping network with a telephone that was connected to our wall. I I, I vaguely remember that. Just, just a little bit. All right, so, and then, yeah, at the end, Chris Kattan saves the day. Apparently, they don't know how they're going to get down from this uh, from this giant structure. And they get the money because, I guess, the studio decided that this horror question mark movie needed a happy ending. 
I, yeah, that's it. But why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could again, the 90s, we could have ended with a freeze frame high five <laughs> or something. But we ended with a little joke and then a Marilyn Manson song. So. Back, to, back to Marilyn back Manson. Back to Marilyn Manson. The Marilyn Manson We paid for strong. that license at the beginning. We're going to use it twice. We're getting it all the way. <laughs> We're getting our money's worth for this motherfucker. I so badly, and I don't know why, I so badly wanted the checks to fly out of their hands, though, for some reason. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then one of them falls off. <laughs> well, yeah. Aw, yeah. womp, womp. No Chris Kattan to save you that time. <laughs> One thing that also bothered me going back on when it was Tay Diggs and he was, you think about to die, he just blurts out, I was adopted. <laughs> was that your your defense to not get like eaten by this monster? It was, no, I was adopted. Don't eat me. That was the most absurd but thing. But that's also interesting because they're the only two that got out. And those two were the two that, because uh, she wasn't actually the Jensen person. That's right. She was pretending. That's right. And he was adopted, so he wasn't. They weren't the correct blood relatives. Hmm. This movie's got layers. It's, it's <laughs> wow. deeper than I thought. <laughs> Who knew it would be Do possible? Do we just uncover something? <laughs> to a no. long hidden secret in House on Haunted Hill, nineteen ninety nine. You put the Marilyn Manson songs on backwards. It has a great recipe for pie. <laughs> This is going off the rails. John, we're going to listen. We're going to listen. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I just, Marilyn Manson's playing in my head. Now I want freaking pie. We're breaking down this movie that I didn't think we could break down this hard. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. I think we did good yeah. work tonight, folks. You know, we, Welcome back. I think we, we, we shook a little, little bit of rust off tonight. Well, that was House on Haunted Hill. A uh, couple of housekeeping notes. Um, so we're going to try to do this more than once every couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been that long? It's been that long. No. It's been that long. Uh, I really don't want to give much away. So I, I'm just going to leave it at this. We're going to watch Hereditary, which I think compared to this one is uh, we're, uh, we're going to get a little bit deeper, a little bit darker. We're going to see some things that are <laughs> going to make us cringe, maybe. At least some of us. Hopefully you don't fall asleep during this one. And uh, I'm just curious to see what you guys thought. Like I said, I don't want to ruin anything. I don't want to give anything away. Because when I went in blind, and it was the best decision I made. So to those who have seen it, you know what kind of movie it is for the two of you. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, I do want to point out that when you... When you were leading up to that, and you were like, I don't want to give anything away. I thought you were not going to say the title <laughs> of the movie. So when you said it's hereditary right after that, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> I thought you were just going to like kind of allude to it. Like, I don't want to give anything away. People are not going to say the title. But it's going to be a movie like this, kind of. I just don't want to give any plot points away. No, you can know the movie, no, I'm, of course. I'm excited. I'm very excited to see this. Cause we've talked about it. I've it's been on my watch list for a while. I just never got around to it. There's there's just a lot of different layers to uncover to it. I just would rather it stay unfold for both of you. All our house on Haunted Hill nineteen ninety. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's it's definitely not. But uh it's uh it's that on steroids. There you go. Okay. I'm on board. I'm ready for it. I'm worried for you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, well one uh, one more little housekeeping note. We gotta give a quick shout out to Dublin. 
of course. Jeffrey. Oh boy. I, uh, we hope you made it through the last couple of years and that you're happy and we miss you. And we just wanted to say hi. And we're gonna we're gonna have a Guinness for you. Here's the double. <laughs> Microphone cheers. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a show. Uh, that was House on Haunted Hill. We hope you guys enjoyed us coming back and you know like, share, subscribe, whatever, do all the things if the things still exist in podcasting platforms. Uh, we had an email at some point, but. <laughs> I don't know what the password to that motherfucker <laughs> is anymore. Um, yeah. So if you see three people sitting on a balcony smoking a bunch of weed, come over and say hi. That might just be us. Bye. Bring popcorn. Bye. Talk louder. Oh, yeah. I forgot I could just cut things out of here. Yeah, I need <laughs> I you guys, like, why are you whispering? While, while she's looking up stuff after that little segue I invented, I need you guys to just talk a little bit louder because I can see your little lines on the thingy. And my lines are like, and your lines are like, mm. should I hold it like closer to you? Well, yeah, you, you keep it pretty close, but you also need to like speak up. I don't see your head. Okay. I'm gonna get a cut after Spooky Spooky. It's so gonna cut after Spooky Spooky. <laughs> spooky Spooky's the end of that that sequence. <laughs>